Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. I'm going to paint a picture of a scene. Mm-hmm. Imagine, if you will, a late 80s hot hatch folds. Yeah. Finished in black. As, as well finished as it could be in the late 80s. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's box fresh. You open the door and you look across that dashboard and it's probably already not quite fitting right. Yeah. And the centre console's, again, a little bit creaky when you get in the car. <laughs> but it's okay because it's got a boost gauge. And, um, and it's driven by a princess. Ooh. Yeah. Is it, a, is it a blonde, quite glamorous princess from the 80s? Short hair and lots of shadowing around the eyes for the makeup. Oh, lots of shadowing. Yes. So much shadowing. Very yeah. hot, in fact, actual smouldering. Yeah. And we're talking about, of course, the Folds RS Turbo Escort from Princess Diana. Off of, off of Princess Diana. Out of, off, off the Queen of Our Hearts, that, yes. From the Queen of Our Hearts. In fact, she probably had a heart-shaped cushion on the back, on the back seat. If it was being displayed today at an event... Oh, it my probably. God, one of those ones from the back of the Daily Express magazine that's like her yes. face, very soft focus yes. on a heart-shaped cushion. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. Now, I'm not here to sit and talk about um, whether or not Lady Diana was assassinated or not, because that's not really fodder <laughs> for this hell. podcast. There's all, sorts of, well, there's all sorts of conspiracies, isn't there? Uh, CCTV conveniently not working around that tunnel, blah, blah, <laughs> Stop blah. It. But... Yes, the white Fiat Uno, we all know, but... The fight, Fiat Uno, exactly. Do you it's know the what ultimate assassin's me? car, obviously. <laughs> because it's so spacious for a small car. Um, <laughs> last week uh, was the anniversary of Diana's death. Yeah. And I was shocked to notice in the mentions of that that she was 36 when she died. Yeah. Did you know that? I didn't, actually. I don't want to sound I, like I, someone's grandma, but that's no age. That no. really is no age. Well, I remember. I had no idea it. she was so young. I thought she was in her forties for some reason, but yeah, thirty-six. It, it, was it? Was it 1996? What, what, what year did 97? What? 97. 97. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, I, uh, because I remember it vividly because I'd been out clubbing that night with a couple of mates, and we'd all gone back to one of our mates' parents' houses where he lived at the time because his mum and dad were away. Yeah. And I fell asleep in my clothes on his spare room bed. Oh, brilliant. You didn't even get into the bed. And I woke up and the TV was on downstairs really loud for some reason. <laughs> and I sort of staggered downstairs and there my, there's my mate Ben, whose house it was, sitting there. And I went, what's going on? And he went, Princess Diana's died. And I was just like, I couldn't comprehend it. No. Because I had a terrible headache. And it was, like, it was just a confusing piece of information. Yeah. And then our other mate... Wandered in. He listens to this podcast, actually. Hello, has. He wanted. He wanted in. Now, him and Ben, my two mates, were big Man City fans. Man City were due to be playing that day, and he came in and went, "What's going on?" We went, "Princess Diana's died," and he went, oh, "Oh fuck! Does that mean the City game will be off?" Oh my gosh! <laughs> and that's that's the effect that, that the death of Princess Diana had on on people. She was she was um, she was amazing. I didn't. I actually didn't realise she'd never reach forty. Um, no, it's quite uh, shocking, isn't it? You yeah. think, I just for some reason assumed. But I guess she was very young when she got married, so... She um, was, yes. Um, and, of course, uh, the, the the Mercedes that she, she died in um, is, is actually one of my favourite S-classes, controversially. I, I, love, I love the proportions of it, even though it is a bit of a bloater, must be said. It is a bit of a bloater, the it man responsible yeah. for its design, Bruno Sacco, the, the head of design at Mercedes for 
a long time, yes. oversaw that car and retrospectively said that he didn't like it. But he also said it was about a foot too tall. And I was thinking... Too tall? It, it can't be a foot too tall. I mean, it would be like a flipping lead sled. If it, was, <laughs> well, it, would be. it would look like one of those sort of... <laughs> yeah, it would be like a custom a t- with a K. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I actually think now that's got my juices going and I'm thinking maybe that's that's what we should do. Sacco says you need to roof Sacco. chop. <laughs> what, what what W number is that one? Remind me. 140. 140. Uh, 140. So take 12 inches out of the roof line of a W140. Wow, that thing is going to look 100 feet long. It's yeah. going to be amazing. <laughs> I think someone on I... this, off of this cast needs to do this. Yeah, well, I've, I'll, I'll at least send us a Photoshop. But um, I always remember those cars being very spacious. So you've got a bit of headroom to lose, I think. Yeah, maybe you do. Maybe not that much. Not a foot of headroom. That's you could quite a lot. take out some of the stuffing in the seats, maybe a bit of memory foam in its place. And uh, yeah. Yeah. We, um, we once made one of those S classes into uh, a country cottage on Top Gear. Well, we did the <laughs> interior like a country cottage. You did. I remember that. And I tell you what, the car coped quite well considering there was a lot of concrete in there and a lot of other shit. <laughs> and um, one of the funniest ad-libs I think ever appeared on Top Gear was because the, the driver's chair wasn't bolted down and as Hammond took a corner, he just f- fell off the chair <laughs> or the chair fell over. And they're on the runway at Dunsfold in the slashing rain in a car with no driver. And I think James shouts something like, we gain control of the cottage! <laughs> and it always makes me laugh. <laughs> Words that have never been put together before. Regain control of the cottage. So oh, I like um, them. I haven't checked prices recently, but I exp- they went stupidly low because there was so much yeah. tech and complexity, people were terrified yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, but I've probably mentioned it before. My, my Welsh friend, who was a Mercedes technician... Um, who's now emigrated to Australia. He used to buy them probably every couple of months, fettle them a bit, and he'd always offer them out on our lowrider forum first. So there was a couple oh. of lowrider guys who used to have them. They were nice. Beautiful quality. Anyway, back to the back to the OS Turbo. Um, I just, I'm still processing the information about this, this Ford Escort. So, yes, for people who, who missed this, um, it was when, last week? Yeah, uh, the um, uh, it was an auction. Called, uh, from an auction, it was a Silverstone auction. Silverstone uh, auction and Princess Diana's former Escort RS Turbo from the eighties. Now the backstory of this car is quite interesting because Diana had uh, an Escort Cabrio, and the story goes that her protection officers were concerned that this was not a very secure car. A because it had a convertible roof, and B because. It was, uh, it, was <laughs> it was an 80s Ford. It was an 80s Ford. I think they were mainly worried about it being stolen with a teaspoon. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. They, so, to try and keep a lower profile, um, they said, could you get an, an Escort with a fixed roof? And she went, yeah. So the story goes, anyway. She went, yeah, I'd like an RS Turbo. Now, the RS Turbo was only available in white at that point. And again, they went, oh, that's still a bit conspicuous. So they spoke to Foltz, and Fold said, we will make you a one-off <laughs> black one for a lower profile. Now, I'm not sure this story is entirely true, although I have put it in one of my boring trivia books, but I'm not sure this story entirely checks out in as much as the car was hardly low profile. It still had bright blue stripes on it. Spots. And Lois. it was still, you know, it had blue RS stickers on the side. And anyone who knows their cars would have gone, bloody hell, there's a one-off black RS Turbo. and must be Princess Diana. Yeah. So yeah. I don't believe it was for low-profile reasons necessarily. I think maybe she just went, I want a black one, and I'm the fucking heir to the throne. So could you um, could you make me one, please? They actually made more than one. Apparently they made, they made the story goes, they, were, they made two, I think, one for Diana and then one for another unnamed member of the royal household. Oh, well, that would be Phil the Greek, true. wouldn't it? Because Phil the Greek was going to do time attack around Sandringham. 
Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Or t- he had a really naughty dump valve put on his though, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Chuffing from. Oh, it was really, off. really snorty. And really in fact, snorty. he spelt time attack differently because it was actually how quickly he could get to his herb garden and back <laughs> with a handful of said herb on the passenger seat. And he would t- it would always be a solitary sport for him. He would just time himself. It was just a personal yeah. best idea. He didn't want yeah, to well, publicise you, it. You've got to make your own amusement, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, when you're the Queen's husband. Um, so anyway, yes, Diana's one-off, possibly not one-off, uh, black RS Turbo uh, from the 80s um, went to auction and and sold for at a hammer price of £650,000, which with fees translates to £722,500. <laughs> Shitting Jesus. It's I mean, three it's, quarters it's a, of a million pounds for a 1985 yeah. Ford Escort Turbo. Yes. Okay. And, I mean, so I, I gather the winning bidder was from the UK as well, from Cheshire, it says here. From Cheshire. Yeah. So, uh, what I want to know is, well, I, I saw on Twitter that a, um, a chap who's a, who owns Lister Cars, Lawrence Whitaker. Who won't mind mm. me saying? He said, "I had the mm. offer twelve years ago to buy that for twenty-three grand, and I turned it down. I'm now dying. I'm now dying <laughs> inside." Um, <laughs> but you see, the thing is, is I, the, I understand provenance, and I understand pedigree when it comes to racing, and mm. um, homologation and pre-production. But uh, I don't know. I just think this is just. Uh, it's it's very weird. Uh, however. When I looked up the, the the current price guide for a Concorde condition RS Turbo Mark One, yeah. hmm. it's about thirty five grand. That's it's your fast forward. It, it's it's your, your, yeah, your, your Larry Ford tax is is a high tax. It's more than California hmm. state tax. You know when you go and buy like a, I don't know a pair of socks in a in a, in a Californian. Um, shop and then you get yeah. to the counter and, and you think well this is eight dollars for these socks that's yeah. cool and then they go well plus this and plus that you go yeah that's uh 24 dollars you go well what hang on a minute well why, why don't you just put the actual price put it on, on a label why aren't americans constantly annoyed by this because it's infuriating it's just you're having to do relentless maths mm. relentless maths and i find that troubling <laughs> i left school right. finding that troubling yeah, uh, I don't want to have to do it every day now. I mean, maybe it's good. Maybe Americans are mathematicians. This is a question I have, but um, I well, the price surely really is the price. It? Like it's the price. Just give me the price yes. I will pay before I get told that I've been shoplifting and walking out of the shop. Yeah, the amount of money that will be leaving my bank account and going into your bank account. Just put that on the sticker. <laughs> I mean, obviously, then some of it will be leaving your bank account and going to the state or federal government's bank account. But even so, just put the fucking price yeah, on the sticker. Just, I do not understand this. As a, maybe yeah. I'm being no, it's, foreign. It's, it's something that's and always... And uh, Americans just seem to suck it up. I know it's different state to state, but California is a good example of where you go. Like you say, it's like you go, oh, this is only $10. Brilliant. What, 29 What the... F-? Yeah, because so I actually I, had to put a T-shirt back once because I was using up. <laughs> I was using up the last of my change before going home, and I had to do the walk of shame. It's like, oh, okay, so that T-shirt I can't afford. I'm four dollars short. Oh, okay, sorry about that. Bye. So yeah, Prince died. Prince Prince died. Princess dies. Incredible escort or auction mm. price. And I was thinking, well, if you had the choice. What would you spend instead? What, £722,500? Seven hundred, yeah, three quarters of a mil. I know you, you can't go out and buy a Gordon Murray tea, I don't think. Mm. Uh, don't think you can buy a Koenigsegg. Uh, you can get most of the McLarens. Yeah. Uh, you get nearly all of the Por- you get all the Porsches, I think. Uh, current yeah. night, new ones, anyway. Um, well, I mean, you could have a... A 997 GT3 RS Gen 2, the greatest car in the world. <laughs> yes, you for, could. For that and some change at the moment, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, and a couple of holiday homes. And inside those yeah. holiday homes, each would have a garage. Um, and within the garage, what you could have something else so that if you can't be asked to drive the RS, <laughs> there'd be something yeah. else waiting for you there. Like, I don't know, an aerial atom to go and get your... Bag Ooh, of chips nomad. in. 
Oh, a nomad. What a holiday home car that is. I'm saying it like I've ever had a holiday home. I don't. Uh, I don't actually have a home at the moment, let alone a holiday home. Um, so, yeah. Um, just for context on this Princess Diana thing. Yeah. Last year, another of Diana's old escorts, she was quite a, she was quite a Folds fan. She seemingly. was. Uh, well, this one was so uh, an escort gear that was given to her as an engagement present. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, stuff, love. It's the you, gear. Oh, you absolute um, love monster, Charles! You love monster. So uh, yeah, silver um, five door, five door <laughs> escort gear, nineteen eighty one, uh, sold uh, for including fees fifty two thousand six hundred and forty pounds. Well, so which suddenly looks like a bargain at the time. It seemed a bit nutty because it's just an old, old escort book. I was going to say, um, but yeah, uh, it's uh, it's it, that was that was. I mean, absolutely giving it away. Yeah. So um, uh, I don't know where we're going with this particular. I don't. I'm just. So. I'm living in disbelief. Every day clicks by after this auction, and I just sit there and go <laughs> three quarters of a million pounds. Three quarters of a million pounds. Yeah, so it's, it is. It's, it's bonkers. What according you, to Haggerty, you... what's that? They were saying um, this is this is top Haggerty's power list with an yeah. average of eight hundred and thirteen percent increase over the standard car price <laughs> that wouldn't have a link to Princess <laughs> Diana. I love the the great stats. This is great stats. <laughs> I might just buy a white one and write Princess Diana on it in a marker pen. Can I? Yeah, it's been signed. It was signed. Did she always sign her name, Princess Diana? Yeah, she did actually. Yeah, yeah, she did. And That'll but would you? And I'd fifty grand. Upholstered the inside with hearts, sequined hearts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing! To be honest with you, I'd counter it. I'd probably put the um, the Freddie Mercury Jeep Renegade under the hammer, and ask a keen forty grand for that, and just see. See, see if you could get Brian May like at um, a convention involving um, nature or something, or the stars, astron- yeah. astronomy, and just sort of like, oh, could you just sign this? It's actually the glove box of the Jeep Renegade that you've removed, or the I don't know the steering wheel boss. Oh, could you just sign that, Brian? Thanks. I was going to say we had quite a few people saying they've seen that Freddie Mercury Jeep that we talked about last week. What have they around the Somerset area? Yeah. Oh wow. And We've had some reports, a couple of them at least, people saying that there, there is or was a Daihatsu Sirion that was also What, Freddy's bag? Seriously? Yeah. A Sirion? Yeah. I quite like the Sirion. So, um, yeah, this is. I think it was a Sirion. Now, you see, now, of course, I haven't prepared and I, I, <laughs> I can't find the <laughs> frigging things where people told us that. Um but uh, they are here anyway. I will. I'll come back to that. What I also want to say is your mention of the Mackenzie Crook faced full suspension no brand mountain bike. Man yes, yes. Generated quite a lot. Oh, of uh, a, a lot of traffic, if you like. Did it resonate from, with the with the crowd? It, it resonated. Um. So, for example, um, Martin McKenna. Said evening, chaps. Having spent the morning listening to the most recent podcast about every town having someone who's always going about on a bike, I thought I'd tell you about the one in my hometown. He's called Utmanut. He's called what? <laughs> I presume Martin's in Scotland. He's called Utmanut. Okay, Utmanut. I think it was a term coined by some youths due to the fact that he's always out of his nut on something <laughs> or other. <laughs> I often see him on a bike, but then he'll sporadically disappear with rumours that he's died. Only to rise again. <laughs> I think the rumours are mostly fueled by small town syndrome. I, I mean, I don't really know what small town syndrome is, but just got. I, I know it's it's not a, not enough to do. So the rumour right, mill just yeah. spools okay. up. There we go. So yeah, Utmanut's deed. No, he's not. No. Uh, Adam Hayes <laughs> says I was moved to write to you after hearing your eerily accurate description of No Name Full Suspension Mountain Bike Man. I cited slash heard one recently, and he really made an impression. I live in a picturesque medieval market town in Kent, and every Friday people from the nearby medium-sized town descend on said market town, presumably to buy and sell scrap metal and old Nerf guns and other landfill from the back of the lorry. <laughs> landfill. Landfill. <laughs> My friend and I were drinking a coffee when a variation of No Name Mountain Bike Man cruised past. 
His bike had no suspension, but it was a mountain bike with squeaking gears and a bag of tinnies draped over the bar. Oh, amazing, amazing. Yeah, it's good. He wore tops to orange hivers and was a bit older and fatter than you'd expect. <laughs> he also had a toothpick in his mouth. Interesting detail there. Oh, wow. So the toothpick, mm. on the one hand, keeping an eye on his dentistry. On the other hand, if, wow. he, if he high sides on the bike, the toothpick's going to go through the back of his head. Ugly scenes, yes. Yeah. Uh, Adam goes on, we didn't think anything of this man until he launched into a low-speed but very upright wheelie and at the same time unleashed an enormous fart that echoed off the cobbled streets and half-timbered houses and made everyone look round. He continued wheeling up the street without a care in the world. I was blown away as the muscle control exhibited in entering a wheelie position but also managing to release such a volume of gas without visibly staining the high vis. Um, well, I'll tell you what, though, I I can instantly in my head see that scene of I know, very, yeah. very, very, very. <laughs> um, is the Ackerman angle? What, what, what is the Ackerman? Ackerman, yeah. sorry, the Ackerman angle. It, it's it's almost the point of no return, isn't it? But it's in first yeah. gear on a twenty twenty one speed or a twenty four speed, so extremely low geared. You have to you have to pick that quite violently to get that up there. Uh, fair play to him. I would not have released one from the rear chamber at that moment in time, but uh, no, maybe, maybe he wasn't intending to. He was putting so much effort in. <laughs> yes. It's a bit like people in the gym that slightly overcook it, and, and, the, and the, oh. O-ring, the O-ring has to, uh, you know, <laughs> let out. Yes. <laughs> to purge. The gasket just lets go. Uh, you, you, uh, you were saying last week that you think, like, that we, we agreed no name mountain bike man. Probably has a nickname or several nicknames, and no one can explain where they came from, but certainly no one uses his real name. Now, Ben Day, uh, one of our listeners, uh, commented on YouTube because you said he's probably called Zazzy. Yes. The one you saw is. I thought so. Now, Ben, I don't know if Ben is speculating or if this is based on someone he knew, but Ben says, yeah, Zazzy was called Nathan Stevens, but no one's called him that since junior school. His dad was a scaffolder. (laughs) And I thought. That's good. That's good detail, Ben. I like that. <laughs> Nathan um, Stevens, did he just say? Nathan Stevens. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> it's great. It's, yeah. Uh, a listener called John Hammond said, I originally come from Biggleswade, and our resident random on a bike was known as Bullfish. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a frazzled version of Frank Burnside from The Bill, and what? he predated suspended mountain bikes, so his whip was a tired rally shocker <laughs> that had two <laughs> speed settings, stationary while grifting, and Mac 1 for travelling around, often in wheelie mode. <laughs> the rally shopper was a very underwheeled vehicle, a bit like the Suzuki Carry um, yes. van. And the, the old uh, Honda Acties, the extremely underwheeled vans, but I quite like them. This, I'll do you one more. Dave, Dave Chambers says, uh, your description of no-name mountain bike guy perfectly described a mate of mine from the 90s called Mad Ad, otherwise known as Bert for no apparent reason. What do you mean? So t- Mad Ad and Bert? I know, but it's like, are either of those related to his real name? Probably No. Not. But um, no. Uh, Dave said he was the local purveyor of recreational substances. He used to live in various vehicles from a large furniture removal truck to a 1930s ex-army radio box towed by an AEC Matador recovery truck. Bloody hell, that's a serious combo. He upgraded his automotive transport to a V8-powered sand rail that wheelied everywhere it went. What? It was road legal? Parked in, well, f- probably not. I, a V8 sand rail? I mean, the man's a drug dealer. But his legality is not in his wheelhouse. Uh, he says the sand rail wheelied everywhere it went and used to be parked in the back of the furniture truck when moving living location. This he eventually guy. moved on to a V8-powered, eight-foot-tall Land Rover that I once saw him towing behind the Matador with the radio box behind that. What? It was the 90s, and you could get away with doing stuff like that, although the local plod were never very impressed with his antics. Uh, oh, so that's Mad Ad, also known as Bert. I think um, Bert was, was a new-age traveller. But, yeah, sounds but like who, it, who, who, st- who had a bit of a thirst for, to, for V8 performance. And also army surplus, by the sounds of it. Um, the AEC I mean, Matador got... recovery truck, that would be a seriously talky, low-geared monster. So talky, yeah. so talky. I can hear that in my head. Um, Tom Lanigan says, During the 90s, my brother used to buy moody anime tapes from a guy called Neil Dodge. I asked him several times if it was his real surname <laughs> and never got a straight answer. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Dodge? Neil Dodge. We've oh. got loads. Honestly, I've got Have so you... many of these. I can't. I can't even... There's, I'm apologise if you sent um, you sent one of these in and and uh, and and we 
I happy promise I'll have, I'll have a wade through because I'm excited. There just there's so many, but but it only confirms the suspicion that we floated last week that every small to medium sized town has at least one of these. It, it must do. these guys. It must do. Um, well, that oh, I mean, there's just one that I wanted to bring up just because it could be a sort of a slightly mistaken spot of a mountain bike guy. It's from Cy Turner. He says he was rather hoping Johnny was in Poynton when he saw the mountain biker, famous rider Josh Bryceland. Is that right, Bryceland? Yes, lives on a narrowboat in Poynton and kind of fits the description. If it was him, he's actually one of the highest paid riders in the world. Such is the world of YouTube and influencing, although he was a World Cup downhill champion a few years ago. Wow. Well, I would very much like it to be him, and he does that whole kind of undercover bot type thing where he becomes yes. the local the, <laughs> the local army surplus-wearing scrawny madman on a known... It's actually not a no-name mountain bike. His is a really good one, that he's just covered yeah. it in masking tape and, like, bad, bad aerosol cans. <laughs> um, a special mention to a, a listener called Rob Clay Parker, who uh, sent us a picture of a no-name suspended mountain bike with a rusty chain outside <laughs> his wife's shop. He, Rob doesn't say where this is. Um but he says this is outside, often outside my wife's shop. Uh, just left for a week or so, then disappears again. There's always a whiff of something illegal from the flats opposite. It left for a week or so. It's like a burner bike, yeah. isn't it? Is that a thing? A burner bike? I don't know. Maybe, but it's amazing. It's got left for a week, and the owner doesn't come back to find the front wheel and everything has gone kicked but... in. I need to ask yeah. his wife. Does his wife have a, a, a shop specialising in selling mountain bikes by any chance? Um, <laughs> does she bring in containerfuls of of no name yeah. mountain bikes, which have everything know. on them, but they're made out of chalk, and they're uh, they only last for about nine months. Uh, Nobody anyway, oils any part of it. <clears throat> there's there's oh, there's so many of these. Thank you to everyone who. Um, well, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not the only one who's slightly fascinated by small town, no name, full suspension guy uh, riding maniacally around. And we, we, I, I did. I did. I did see some suggestions on what what tobacco, what rolling tobacco he might prefer. Yes. I think drum came out on top, from what I could Ooh, well. see. A listener called Toby Newton says, having been friends with several nicknamed bike wheelieists in my teens, I can confirm Johnny was correct. They all exclusively smoke Cutter's Choice. Oh, was it? It was Cutter's Choice, was it? Yeah, we, we got, we've got a few. Yeah, drum drum comes up. Uh, I can't find them now, but there were a few little tobacco uh, notes about that. And oh, also, I want to Ben Langford said... Um, uh, the local no-name full suspension mountain bike guy where I grew up lived in a caravan parked on his parents' land. Uh, he was the Arcala for the local scout hut, and he only went by the name of Adder. Oh, amazing. So he was an Arcala, but refused to be called Arcala. He was called Adder instead. Adder, yeah. I mean, it's, I, That's it really good. They'd let someone who only calls themselves Adder to be uh, an Arcala. But, uh, Joe, I, lo- I loved Cub Scouts. I really enjoyed my time at Cub Scouts. Thought it was fantastic. Think about um, it. Think about it frequently. Um, oh, I was going to say on Twitter, a chap called Neil Rapsey hmm. um, at Roverman sixty eight. Neil is a Neil's a, a regular correspondent. He is. He is. I, it made me chuckle because he he, f- he found in a, a local car park uh, in Tesco's in Llanethly in Wales. A deceased spec Audi coupe, which looked really good. I think it's 1993. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the Aero Audi coupe. um, Yeah. And it said, lovely deceased spec Audi, complete with cushions and an Atlas, still doing daily duties at Tesco. When he said Atlas, at first I thought, not. I think I got Atlas mixed up with an actual globe. You know those illuminating globes, which you had as a kid you might have got for your birthday to put in your bedroom? Yeah, uh, as a bedside light. I was thinking, what one of them, like on the rear seat, that would be extremely odd. So, if you don't know where you're going, you just quickly grab the globe, spin it a bit. Maybe this guy's or woman is quite eccentric, but no. I now I realise it's a, a book, a map book, yes. as people call them. Ring I... ring bound. Now, I, I was going to actually call a steward's inquiry on that picture because I don't know that you can describe a car as deceased spec until the owner's died is that well, yeah know. or you find out that it's just been bought by someone who bought it off a dead person i think that's yeah, that, that, but, that has to the, be clarified 
The cushions and the atlas suggest to me a very careful, possibly the original owner, yeah, that's, who is elderly. That's OAP spec. Yeah. So, and so it's, yeah, you have to wait until, God forbid, they die, and then the car becomes deceased spec yes. because of its immaculateness. And Would it be like, uh, you know, like um, Wooden Picket or another name of a coach builder? Would it be like, I don't know, Werther's and Atlas spec? So everyone knows, what, <laughs> everyone in the know knows, oh, right, okay, yeah. so old person spec car. Yeah. Or it'll have a rug. We've already talked in previous casts about the um, the Panama hat, which is a common occurrence yes. in Britain anyway. Mm. Yeah. Um, sometimes a tissue box, an embellished tissue box. Um, yeah. So there's there's lots of hallmarks of the OAP spec car. Oh, definitely. And I always yeah, look the out for them. There. If you ever see a car for sale and you see in the pictures those sorts of things, you know you're onto a good one. Mm. You, you've got Absolutely. to expect the corners of each bumper to be scraped. You will have to repaint the bumpers, <laughs> but apart from that, it's a small price to pay for what will be a minty mechanic mechanical yeah. vehicle. So. If it's a... If it's a K12 Micra, it will have the that that bit of the back bumper where there's sort of there's been perfectly pushed in because they all have that basically. I don't know. Oh, the one the one the one where you have to get a hairdryer on it and wave it around, it sometimes pops back. Have you ever successfully done that though? This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. No, I've I've got I've got colour back into a bumper before using a bit of a, a bit of a hairdryer, but not massive dents. No, I'm a bit scared in case I train it on an area too long and it starts to turn to slop. So I've never done it. Yeah. But, <laughs> the bumper yeah. just starts dripping. Yeah, like blamage. Uh, I yeah. think you'd need a lot of heat for that. When you? it's like when there's you know when there's like a factory fire. And they show the pictures of the cars that were parked nearby at the time and all the plastic bits have melted off and it's quite sort of grim, grimly fascinating. No, oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. Um, since we're talking about pictures on Twitter, I want to just give a shout-out to uh, someone called Joe Brundell. I think it's Brundell. Brudenell, actually, it might be. Anyway, hello, Joe. Um, he just... He remembered a few podcasts ago we were talking about cars used as signs and he's posted this picture. I'll put it up on the Patreon of an absolutely knackered Metro that's advertising, <laughs> advertising this, the Star Inn. And in the back window, the back window's been covered as a sort of sign, a friendly, relaxed country pub where they've run country and pub together so it fits. But the Metro what? is dented to bilio and the back bumper's falling off. What? And it's all sunk down on its hydrogas, parked on a sort of verge but outside the pub, possibly, but it looks like absolute dog shit. So it's doing the opposite of what it's trying to achieve. It's dissuading well, Yeah, because you go, oh, my God, if the state of their kitchens is anything like the state of that metro, I'm not going in there for a no. bite to eat. It'd be disgusting. It's a, yeah, so, it's a remarkable thing. So if it was a scrap metal dealer, it would be, it would be appropriate. Yes. Come here and weigh in your stuff. Yeah, but it's not. It's trying to advertise a, a relaxed, friendly country pub. So it is country pub on one side. word, did you just say? Country pub is one word, <laughs> country pub, uh, which is something to consider for the future. Perhaps it should be. Uh, do you fancy going to a country pub for lunch today? Uh, there, it's on the rear wing, it then says, with the rear wing, which is massively stoved in, <laughs> it says five, five minutes up the Mamilad Road. I don't know where that is. Mamilad? Mamilad. Do you know where that is? No. No, okay. is that lady, lady mama lad? Uh, lady, is it, <laughs> is it, itchy kitchy cuckoo charm char. country pub? Um, Mooker chooker latter yar yar. 
it, I can't, it, I can't see it. It looks like it says all the roundabout. I think it must be at, but it looks, it's at the roundabout. Oh, on. Maybe it's on. On the roundabout at the old ICI factory on oh. the A4042. There's too much information on the side of this car. Yeah, well, how, who's going to read all of that in two seconds? It's, I know, it's like it's those adverts so on lorries by motorways. The years go, I, can't, I, I, I only I've got gone. about a fifth of that. Yeah, it just needs to be two words in big letters, like pub here. Mam, mam, mamilad, mamilad, it doesn't, am I, mamilad road in, ah, probably pronouncing this terribly wrong because it turns out it's in Wales. Oh. Uh, I think, it's in Pontypool. I feel like we've got to go to this pub. And see the well, stoved in metro. Well, I was wondering, is the metro, was the metro actually quite tidy when it was parked there and people have just sort of kicked it and driven into it? I of, course don't know. They, of course they have, because that's what... Because it looks like it might be actually parked in... See, if I did something like that, I know why they do it, but if I was to do that, I would cover the whole car in plywood and paint it a jolly colour. And then the, it would look like a huge Lego brick that you could then write your sign on. Um, and then you could unbolt the uh, the cover for the windscreen and get in it and drive it, but <laughs> kids aren't going to pull light clusters off and stuff like that. Well, actually, they probably will. They'll probably just set fire to it. But anyway, I don't own a pub. And if I did own a pub, I wouldn't advertise it with a knackered metro. So... <laughs> 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 um, and and uh, Maybe I will own a pub one day. Never say never. Um Maybe we will, Richard. Maybe we'll. Um, maybe. maybe we will. Uh, yeah. Sillier things yeah. have happened. Oh, I've got a. I've got a. I've got a conundrum for you. Um, a conundrum. Well, no, it's not a conundrum. Actually, I'm lying. Um, it's just a query. Um, you know, woolarding. Yeah. What we call woolarding, one leg up on the tire or the wheel of a car, whilst posing for a photo, which I think was in vogue some years ago. Uh, it, I felt like it got slightly done to death on the socials. It got done to death, was... but when it, but back when it wasn't ironic, when yeah. when it, uh, you used to have a lot of team photos, um, race team photos, and I think I might have even seen Sterling Moss Willarding at one point back in the fifties. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen some, and it's. I suppose it's it's now seen as sort of mansplaying a little bit. So you probably wouldn't because you're almost framing. <laughs> you're almost framing the the power bulge in full view of the photo, which might not be appropriate. So yeah. um, I was thinking, woolarding is it a bit of a you know like a serious woolarding, not ironic woolarding? Is it a bit of a is mm. it a bit of a lost art, and is it akin to when? metal bands I know we talk about metal bands a lot on this <laughs> cast and I don't even know why but when they put one leg up on the Marshall stack on the monitor speaker when they're in doing a ah. gig so that you know that it's usually the lead singer actually it's not always the lead singer sometimes it's the guitarist one leg up whilst giving it everything vocally or wanking the axe um, do you think <laughs> do, do you I want to know which one came first. Was it Woolarding with one leg up on the, the the tire of a car, or was it one leg up on the Marshall stack when you're giving it giving it the crowd what they came for um, off of a gig? What do you reckon? I I, I, don't, I don't know because I was kind. Of, are they still doing that? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's is it is, is, it, is it is it is it seen as being dated and a bit old hat now. So, mm, do you put, does wondering. anybody put one foot up on the monitor speakers? There's a lot of musicians and pe- listen to this podcast. It seems um, yes, and I'm hoping that we can get a true answer to this. Is it seen as a yeah. sort of oh, 80s metal um, manoeuvre? Um, mm, yeah, interesting. <clears throat> well, there we go. I don't know. And Woolardy, no, I. I mean, I've looked at lots of photos of one leg up done in a, done in a non-ironic way. Mm. Um, and it does look quite awkward the more you stare at it. It's a bit like the word should and could. If you look at them for too long, they look completely wrong uh, and you just can't work out whether they were whether they were the right spelling or not. It confuses me. So that's something I want an answer about. I want to know whether people still put legs up on... Um, Marshall stacks in concert, and maybe someone's maybe someone's dad or uncle 
is a bit of a woolarder and doesn't do it ironically. They just do it. Like when they're chatting to you, one leg goes up. Oh, yeah. One leg yeah. goes up on the tyre. Um, we, we, we all know people like that. Yeah, like we? a sort of people who lean There's in a, door a leaner. casual way on a door frame. There's a door yeah, leaner. door leaners. Yeah, yeah, but it's arm up. Arm up, leaning on the door arm frame. Arm up. It's a bit of a... Yeah. Yeah. And you know the dawning of... Um, Every car having air conditioning now. Of course, you don't see you don't see the window down and the arm on the door with the hand grabbing the 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 rain gutter anymore. And that was a thing. It's the, true. The hand grab what of the rail that? is that because I used to love seeing that. I used to think, oh, that that's so cool. Look at that driving around with his arm on the door. He's got his hand grabbing the rail. He's listening to a bit of Def Leppard. Yeah, He's got yeah. It. it's it's. I suppose it was the change in the roof design and guttering of cars. Well, they went gutterless. Yeah, of course they went. Was that the was that the demise of the the gutter grab? Was the fact there's no gutter to grab? I don't know, but I always feel that cars with old fashioned rain gutters. It was a thing where you just go. I think you feel like you could cut your hand on this. Depending on how yeah, well yeah. The pre- the pressing could be crude, rough. aren't they? Oh, uh, you can get um, yeah yeah cheaper cars, not so well finished, and there's not so much paint in them. Uh, but like my Beetle, for example, has got a pristine uh, gutter. I love grabbing the gutter. It? Yeah, it's nice. Mm. It's nice, quite substantial. Gutter grabber. Sounds wrong. Gutter grabber. Sounds, sounds wrong. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> Had a lot of people talking about piss vistas in the last week or so, um, countering it with the, the term poo view, which I thought was interesting. Poo view? Yeah, poo view. But... Not many people do a nature poo. I mean, that's desperate, isn't it? You've got to really... That's your last that's resort situation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You've got to be an ill in, a, in an ill state um, and, and a desperado. So I would say poo view will apply to maybe those sort of um, ski lodges where they have one-way glass and there's a bathroom which has got a lovely um, full glass end so you can have like a shower overlooking a valley and no one's going to stare mm. at you going that guy's totally naked having a shower i had an outdoor shower a few months ago did you posh hotel yeah it was really nice outdoor i mean it was in a courtyard this one is in a, a courtyard with a very high wall so you felt that no one was going to overlook you and i was like it was a bit cold but i was like no i'm going to give it a go I'm just going to do it because I'll regret it if I don't. And it was invigorating and delightful. Oh, did you go warm water? Did you go freezing cold? Oh, kind I went of warm water. Joe yeah, Wick yeah. spec. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> no. Okay. No, I didn't want to. I didn't, wasn't doing it to punish myself. I was doing it because I thought it might be quite. You know, you get that pleasant sort of baked Alaska effect where the water's warm and the air is cool. Oh, that's lovely. It was very nice. I haven't um, done that for a while. I've been having cold showers though of late, just to see if I can do it. It's <laughs> very, very hard. Uh, and my, my, my brother. My, Why would you do that though? Because it's been very warm, and it does. It kind ah, of it it it, right. it shrinks the skin back around your bones and makes you feel a little bit stronger than what you really are. Um, mm. But my brother gave me some wise words of advice. He said, "Go for, go if you need a toilet, go for a wee before you do that." Because he said that your meat and two veg will shrink to the point where you won't actually be able to hold them and get anything out of them. And it's true. Right. Wise words from my brother. Real facts well, there. So wise. So, so, so practical, practical advice. Real practical advice about that. Um, now, you were going to talk to me about about somebody waving on a scooter in Germany. Uh, oh, you wrote I'm me. glad you've brought that up because I'm not prepared. Uh, oh, OK. Oh, no, wait. Hang on, hang on. No, hey, now... Uh, I, mm, I was laughing because I, I had, but I have no moment. idea. I had no idea what this was going to involve, apart from waving and a scooter. But um, it's just—I'll I, be honest. I, am, I somehow I am poorly prepared. It just reminds me uh, of well, it reminds me of that that incident which I've talked about previously, where I accidentally threw a sandwich at a motorcycle policeman in Spain. Um, what? Yeah, oh, yes, yeah. With when we were filming yes, for Fifth Gear, yes. and it got absolutely bollocked by this uh, this Spanish <laughs> cop. Throwing a sandwich. At he was in my blind spot, and I just didn't know. But it wasn't the whole sandwich; it was just about a corner of it. Uh, yeah, but nevertheless, right. it just happened to be a motorcyclist, and it did hit him in the face. Uh, so yes, um, I found it. Uh, a patron of ours uh, called Malt Ottermeyer. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, Malt. Helmite. You speak German. Is it M A L T E? Malta or Malt? I think 
I think that'd be malt. Okay. I reckon that's um, Scandinavian. Is it? Uh, oh, wow. Now, ooh. Malta. The story takes place in Germany, so that's what I'm guessing. But okay. uh, anyway. Well, hi, so, hi Malt. Malta. Malt slash Malta says, Dear Smith and Sniff, a bit late to the party, but I had some kind of thank you waving accident. <laughs> a few years ago, I was driving home from university in an eastern town in Germany on my 1986 Simpson Schwalbe, oh, which is a kind of uh, GDR Vespa. <laughs> yeah, it's Simpson. Were Do you know these? I know Simpsons, yes, yeah. Okay. I had to wait on a busy junction for passing cars, and suddenly I noticed my boss from my side job coming from the left in her first-generation Audi A5. Lovely detail there, first-generation, just so people can picture it. <laughs> uh, she noticed me and signalled me to merge into the traffic. She was quite an impressing woman and a lawyer, and I instantly got nervous. I quickly pulled the clutch lever, kicked the first gear in, and went for it. As I passed her, I raised my left hand to thank her. Unfortunately, at this point, I was only halfway through the whole releasing the lever for getting into gear process. <laughs> the lever snacked, snapped back, and the gear was engaged immediately, neither matching my speed nor RPM. <laughs> <laughs> the Schwalbe rodeoed onto the junction under the sound of its very struggling 50cc engine with me trying to get things under control. Adding insult to injury, its original tyres from 1986 did not have a chance against the wet tram tracks onto which I managed to manoeuvre myself, and I crashed in the middle of the road. Oh, no! He went down, he put it down. On oh, wet tram tracks. Dropped his Simpson scooter. In front of what? A sexy um, co-working lawyer lady that he had? Well, he didn't say sexy. He said impressive. But I, maybe we can infer sexiness. I don't oh, know. Oh, gosh, uh, that's so bad. Malt slash Malta adds a uh, PS. Boring Simpson facts. In the GDR, scooters up to 50 cc's had a top speed of 50 kilometres. Oh, sorry, 60 kilometres now, where in the West it was and is 45. Oh, after the reunification, this was solved with an exemption in German law for eastern scooters built before 1990, which can still be legally driven at 60 kilometres an hour, making them quite popular, and prices are rising. Excellent additional information I, there. Th- um, well, look, thanks for being a patron, but thanks for such an amazing account of your misfortune. It was... Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's painting pictures with words. Very <laughs> much, very much painting pictures. Wave thanks and accidentally letting the clutch go is um, is an excellent way to have an accident in on a vintage scooter. I had some more stuff to read out to you, and of course now I can't find it. What else did I say to you yesterday? I must remember to tell you, read out this. You said, just... hang on, I'll scroll back, because I was just going to start talking about something completely different, not Kevin McLeod's uh, Grand Prix designs. Um, where he visits people who have tried to make hasty racetracks in their garden and, and says that'll never work. Um, no, uh, hang on a minute. Uh, Robert Plant's... Someone that went to school oh. with Robert Plant's son and has some car information about Led oh, Zeppelin frontman. Yes. Oh, now I'm okay. going to have to find that. But, but on the way to finding that, can I just read out um, a message from Toby Littlechild, who, um, that's his name, it's not a description... He has seen a Smith and Sniff sticker on Chroma Pier. What? And yeah, and when I asked him if he meant as in stuck to the pier, he said yes, actually stuck to it. So if anyone's down at Chroma Pier in Norfolk uh, anytime soon, have a look out for a Smith and Sniff sticker. That's someone, someone's crabbing. Has, <laughs> someone's been crabbing. That's amazing. Is that yeah, is that one good, of the, the cheeky free ones we were giving out at uh, Goodwood, or is that someone's actually oh, gone to know. the merch shop, bought one? And decided to mm. not stick it on a vehicle, but stuck it on a pier. That's admirable. This person needs uh, needs repaying for their time and their effort. Also, uh, just a quick shout out to Peter Hope, who has drawn our attention to the fact that we can, so this week, if you're listening to this on um, on the Monday it comes out, this week, this Thursday, we're recording the first uh, Smith and Sniff on that Live of Things event at Morgan in Malvern. Um, Peter has sent us a link to a, what he describes as a potential post-Malvern gig venue, and it's a, it's a curry restaurant called Flute Signature, <laughs> which I, I mean, we've got to go, haven't we? Flute Signature. signature. Oh, my. Flute Signature. Well, I'm trying to work out what that's got to do with Indian meals. Uh, yeah, I, wow, I'm Flute going... Signature, 22 Graham Road, Malvern. Wow. Unless... <laughs> Well, there Let's. we go. Food hygiene rating, four out of five. Maybe someone's just playing the flute constantly during a meal. I'd love that. Could actually be, would you? I don't know. 
And it also, at the bottom of the website homepage, it says copyright flute signature. (laughs) (laughs) See, to me, a flute signature is just DJ Khaled's written his name on something. But Um, um, Yeah, that is a true uh, flute signature. Uh, while we're going through messages, Robin Lillico, another patron of ours, just a quick note for Johnny. He says, you're wrong about the Destiny's Child lyric. It's I'm a survivor, keep on surviving. No, um, no, you need to listen to it again. T- oh, two out of three times okay. they say, say that, but then they say oh. keep on survivor. And it really irritates oh. I would have, I would, If I was in the studio, I would have just said, no, you need to retake that. Needed that one again. Yeah, you've done it wrong. Okay. I'm afraid oh, I, don't, oh. I, don't, I don't let... Destiny's Child off lightly because they used to deeply irritate me in the early 2000s um, maybe late 90s actually can't uh, remember but since you're kind of picking fights with listeners I don't know whether you want to <laughs> they, they want to pick fights with you we've had loads of messages um, about from my, about Freddie Mercury inaccuracies yes you've oh, seen yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of people really cross about the fact that your your telling of Queen Live Aid history last week was taken from the Bohemian Rhapsody movie and apparently is massively inaccurate oh including I can't I won't read out any of these because they're all the same basically going you got it from the movie but at least a couple of people went I'm not even a big Queen fan, but Johnny's completely wrong about Queen. Get Queen right. And it's like, you sound like you are a Queen I'm fan. I'm so sorry. I'm um, so sorry. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't know a great deal about Queen. And yes, I did think that the movie, foolishly on my part, played um, an accurate storyline, but maybe it didn't. Um, mm. Okay. We well, go. I'm going uh, to go home and uh, beat myself with... <laughs> Uh, with, okay. a, with a yellow jacket. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to shout Barcelona um, in the mirror. I found the, uh, I found the, the one that I wanted to read out to you. Uh, so, it's from a patron called Tom Lambert. Hello, Tom. Hi, Tom. Uh, Tom says, I went to school with the son of friend of the show, Robert Blunt. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Yeah, not, I don't, yeah, I think just mentioning him doesn't count. Doesn't mean he's show, a but friend. It's nice, it's nice to think. Show uh, Tom says, uh, he tooled around in a W126 coupe and had a Land Cruiser Amazon. Did he? Signing autographs for children who had no idea who he was. <laughs> <laughs> A W126 coupe. Okay, so that's, yeah. a, that's an SEC then. Yeah, nice. Um, he used to give me goalkeeping tips while I was prowling in between the posts in under nine games. Under the nine? The Mercedes with gold wheels rather stood out in a car park of Volvos and Peugeots. Gold wheels? See, I thought it was very unplant to go for the gold rim, yeah. but maybe maybe not. Wow. Okay. I, don't know. I wonder if those are aftermarket. Well, it could be those, those like five spoke AMG ones that are very dished. Yes, I know the ones. Because you could get those colour coded, couldn't you? I yeah, think. you could. They had a lovely lip on them. So polished yes, lip. Yes. So polished uh, lip um, uh, in session tonight. Oh, that's cool. So the, the, that's, I just, yeah, the Amazon is a good shout. Car info. Yeah, I could see that because I, I sort of. Somehow imagine that for some reason Robert Plant's always getting... He needs a car that he can get a bit dirty on the inside and out. I don't yeah, know, does, yeah. do you think he does like a lot of gardening? Or yeah, something? I think he's... he's a couple he, of really leery dogs. Yeah, I think he enjoys rural life. So by very yeah. nature, especially in winter, he doesn't want to be cleaning every other day the, the car out or... No, I reckon he'll have some large things like red setters. <laughs> yeah. Red setters, yes. Yes. Can you imagine Quite that? nutty dogs. Yeah, like three yeah. of them. Um, the only thing I want to talk to you about this week is I got lost the other day while I was out for a run, just totally, totally lost, and went down a street that I've never been down before, quite posh, lovely houses. Sweet, sweet houses. Sweet, sweet area. Location, location. Lovely. Johnny, location. Leafy, um, lovely. Affluent, leafy, lovely. Lovely. So freaking leafy. Sweet. So there was a nice, big, lovely, sweet, sweet house. <laughs> and on the drive, there were two Alfa Romeo Giulia Quattro Formaggios. No way. Two? Yeah. Same colour? Two. No. There was a bright green one. <sighs> oh, gosh. Brand new, or near as damn it, because it was a 22 plate. Yeah. And then there was a grey one. I couldn't see the plate on that. But it was definitely a, 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 a quadrifolio. Quadrifolio? Four types of a, fog. Four, 
<laughs> Four types of fog. Yes. <laughs> There's sort of the pea super and then one of those thin ones and then a sort of very, very kind of wet mountain one. Sort of like and lost ship type depth of fog. Yeah, and then one of those ones caused by terrible cold usage in London in the 50s. Yes. Um yeah, so there's a grey one and a green one. and uh, The green no, is the best colour, was one of the best colours of any car in the last 20 years. It's striking. It's such it's a beautiful, to me, it absolutely knocks me out. It's so good, so vivid. I really want to own one. I would, I'd like to own one. Well, I just thought that's quite interesting. Now, is it someone lives there and they've got one and they've befriended someone else with one because there aren't that many around and they've come round for a cup of coffee? Or is it the people live there? Have, they liked one of them so much they got another one. It's interesting that they work it out. Well, it's unusual that you'd have two quad. You'd have two like high-ranking ones. It'd be a bit like in the olden days if you had a a Sierra Saloon and a Cosworth, but they wouldn't both be mm. Cosworths because that would be a bit daft. Why would you have two exact? Well, when I say daft, not really. Who am I to judge? I don't know anything about no. Queen. Um, so I think, <laughs> I think, yeah, maybe it's one of that. If 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 one of them wasn't a quad fog, um, quad fog oilio, um, then I would get that more. But yeah, that's so mm. cool though. Mm. Uh, they are. I'm, they I'm are. Go I, back and have another look at some point. Except that I'm not entirely sure where this street was because, as I said, mm. I was lost. It's, and, um, it's not a perfect car, the quad fog. But I would urge listeners to really take some time out to um to have a good look round one i found it a really exciting car to spend a week yeah. with. i'd like to, to to put some more miles on one i think they're, i think they're really good i would definitely it seems to have more to it charismatically than um a lot of other cars it competes with yeah and, it, and, it, and it's gone off m3s a bit i just ever since that sort of last when was it the last m3 I think the world turbocharged six in it. It's just, yeah. I just think the world has stopped caring about M3s apart from influencers who are being paid by BMW on the quiet to talk about M3s. Everybody else doesn't really care about M3s anymore. I'm going to put that out there. That, there's, there's, a, there's a reason. My there's a reason why I haven't featured one on my YouTube channels because I just don't really care about them anymore. Because there's much more exciting cars in that in that realm, or for that mm. price point. Well, should I say mm, price point. What's an M3 now? Oh, I don't know. 90 grand? 90 no. grand? Let's have a gander. Hang on. I'll get a look. But uh, there's an M3. It's an old old shape M3 down my street, and it's a manual. Yeah. But it, it has a number plate that appears to be trying to tell you that. Oh. It looks at a, if you really squint, like it says manual, and I was sort of like... I know. Is his name Manuel? That's, yeah. It could be. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That's, it's just the person's name. Uh, yeah. Yeah, now you've got the BMW uh, M3. M3. You've got the Touring. You've got the M3 Touring, which is what lots of people are talking about. And I'm very keen to to drive. Uh, yeah, seventy eight grand. The new M3. Seventy eight grand for a saloon and eighty. What's that? Eighty three for a Touring. Yeah. And they do. So. They do come in a lovely green that's not that dissimilar to the um, four types of fog, Alfa Romeo. Oh uh, yeah. But the difference yeah, is, yeah. is the four types of fog is a proper look back car look back again look back again oh my gosh how cool does that car look whereas the m3 mm. um just looks like an anteater so god i'd forgotten about this m4 csl that they're doing in the current shape what a horrible looking car that is <laughs> just awful <laughs> just terrible and it's again i, I get so bored of people going oh been through the whole book because that grill it's like the grill's not the worst bit the grill's like the you know the dead cat to distract you from something else. It's just all of it's terrible. And this one is covered in little coloured bits and tat and ugh, it's just horrible. Do you know what? The, the 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 new BMW design, it's a bit like the band Slipknot, right? Yes <laughs> that you can listen to their music and they are talented musicians and they you you can enjoy their music but it doesn't mean that you can stand in front of people and say i really like the way slipknot look yeah i love that bloke that has a load of like knitting needles hanging out of a rubber black mask um and he carries around a bag full of dead crows yeah i really like that no you don't that's my problem with slipknot is they look like they smell oh ter- I bet it's awful awful I, I mean but that's the thing do you know what i mean like I know the M3 will drive brilliantly and I know a lot of BMWs have always Mm. driven in an engaging manner but you don't have to then pretend that they look good because they don't 
But that's the problem, you see. The last one, the last M3, didn't drive brilliantly. It actually was pretty awful. And I think, I gather they sorted it out. But the early ones certainly were not particularly nice to drive. So it's not a given that a BMW M car is going to be supoib. Much so I gather that M5 uh, CS is meant to be spectacular, but... um, Spectacular, uh, mate! Spectacular! Um, Anyway, we should probably uh, moor this one up. What? What? Right next to that boat of Zazzy's, uh, where he's he's still trying to work out how how vapes work. So in the meantime, he's still smoking a pouch of Cutter's Choice. Yeah, very the hollow-cheeked mountain bike man. (laughs) I just put next to him, and he um, he's the only man in Britain that still talks about doing a bong. <laughs> do, do people not do bongs anymore? I got no idea, Richard. I'm 43. I got no sodding I idea. About say, bongs. I, mean, I have simply no idea what's going on anymore amongst the young. Uh, but I imagine I, I they're think, all just, just smoking weed on their phones these days. Do you know what? Do you know what the new bong is? What dark dark fruit cider? Oh, now have you noticed? It seems to be the party edgy naughty bastard of the cider world these days. I don't understand. Somebody it. on our YouTube comments um, said uh, that there it was one of those classic "my brother's mate" kind of things, uh, and I'll never be able to find it again. But basically, they said that they, they knew someone who worked at the <laughs> factory where dark fruits is made, <laughs> and no one who works there will drink the stuff. No one, because it's made from extremely concentrated apple juice that burns the floor if it gets spilt. Bloody hell! So. Um, there we are. Well, I don't, so. I don't trust, um, I don't trust sort of top of the pops levels of cider. It's no. it, it's it's too high in sulfites. Um, it's a bit like um, it's like <laughs> oh, e, it's like E ten fuel for your okay. internals. Yeah. On that side of things, we should probably stop talking, Richard. Probably should. Uh, before we do, though, I've got three things to tell you. They are one, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Slate Spake Show, in which Johnny slags off that jolly bloke from the airport show out of the 90s uh, this week. He's following him around shouting, Jeremy, you've got a shit beer. Uh, if you don't like that because it's complete bollocks, then why not try The Late Break Show, which has got many excellent videos on it. Uh, smashing look at uh, that chap Steve from Somerset with his old Benton F1 cars. Oh, did you enjoy that one? I did, yeah, because what a dude... He's just he's, so, he's totally cool about the fact he owns two really cool. I mean, the fact that he started one up for you, which yeah, I was is obviously I, no small undertaking. No, I was worried that it because I when I was arranging that shoot, I said, "Listen, are we are we still going to be okay to start it up? I don't expect to drive it anywhere." But he went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, should be fine. Yeah, it takes about two hours to to do the necessary warming up procedure." And I'm like, "Oh, that's so cool." Cool. Have a watch of that. Yeah, so that was good. And uh, by the time this comes out, there'll be the new MG4 um, oh. review out, which I, I think is mm. a bit of a surprise car, which maybe we'll talk about mm. on the next uh, podcast because it's quite an interesting car. And that's what this yes, is supposed I'm... to be about, this podcast, cars. It, it, is it? Is it? Oh, yeah. God, we should have remembered that about an hour Yeah, ago. not a full uh, suspension bike, people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the second thing I've got to tell you is that I've got various books out. Uh, the Boring Car Trivia series. If you don't own any or indeed all of them, please amend that immediately. Um, they're just full of little bits of trivia uh, about cars. You could have guessed that already. Available exclusively from Amazon as an ebook or a paperback, or you can get the paperback through the Smith & Sniff merch shop. Go to thelatebreakshow.com, follow the link to Smith & Sniff. There's various other bits of merch, T-shirts, mugs, etc. And the third thing I've got to say is yeah, sometimes uh, you'll see a hole in a hedge or a wall, and you can tell somewhere where the animals pass through regularly. Well, there's a word for that. It's called a smooze. A, a what? Is that an M? S-M or S-N? Smooze, yeah. S-M-E-U-S-E. Smooze mm-hmm. is, is a, an old word for a hole in a hedge or a wall, but typically applied to one that has been made by animals to pass through. Well, there's one of those near me, but unfortunately it seems to get mm. frequented by courses that um, don't stop in time. Ah. <laughs> and they're usually fully understeering at the time. And uh, It's a Vauxhall smooze. It's, it's a Vauxhall Yeah, there's one in our garden, which is deeply annoying. It's made by a badger, we think, but it means that the dog keeps escaping. It's really, really annoying, so. Snooze. <laughs> Snooze. Snooze. Um, 
and that's that uh for those of you who are coming to the live show this thursday we're looking forward to seeing you um yeah very much so and um we hope that we will uh, put on some kind of show uh, everyone who's not coming will be able to hear the results uh, a week's as age yeah and on the next monday the podcast will be a recording of the live show assuming that the recording worked if uh, there's no podcast you'll know that something went chronically wrong um anyway and if you didn't uh, if you didn't manage to get a ticket and you wanted a ticket um hopefully we will be doing a couple more of these um forthwith going going forward going forward Go. we are actively working on the next one which is there's there's a potential for it to be somewhere quite exciting actually yes oh in a different part of england and then we've had lots of thank you to everyone who sent us little um suggestions for places to have uh this uh, live recordings uh some of them have been very handy they have and, um, we will try and act on them yeah we're going to try act, and gary act, act. <laughs> we're going to try and keep it as, as try and cover as many legions as we possibly can and i completely forgot to say rest in peace gorbachev i've driven his wife's armored zill on an old episode of fifth gear it was really enjoyable uh-huh. uh also scary yeah. Right. Okay. Well, look. Uh, thank you ever so much for listening to this one, and uh, we'll see you for a live one next time. Goodbye. Bye. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you just have a swig of dark fruit. Do you know my mate? The guy used to, an old guy used to live opposite my friend Dan, and he would, he would, he, would, they, he his nickname was Bye Bye. And he would always go. <laughs> he'd say Bye Bye at least four times when saying goodbye. Bye Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And you go, look, we've already said bye. We've already closed the deal. Let's just let's go our separate ways. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 